A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the Cappy New Year of this podcast. And I'm referencing a Patreon episode on the main. Yes. yes. Deep cut. Come through to the deep cuts. Speaking of Capricorn things, if you love this podcast, do consider becoming a patron because it is what sustains us and creates structure in our lives for us to grow and and uh, persist and uh, build more, better, bigger, uh, <laughs> more <laughs> all encompassing uh, content for you. So, yeah. Yeah. Step up and do what you maybe most likely preach and support indie podcasters like us you know it doesn't there's three of us too so when you like boil it down by the cost of it like you're you're it's like you're flipping us a quarter you know yeah, you every, know how, every month <laughs> you know how they're like 
it's for the price of a cup of coffee. It's like, yeah, we're splitting a cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. <laughs> Thank you. We're yes. taking a cup sip. of coffee. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so true. I, <laughs> I always forget that just hits so hard because there is something re- like to to sharing everything that is like you are getting less <laughs> you know what I mean this when you're like oh we're gonna do this yes here. and it's not it's not um uh unfulfilling in any in any means but the reality of it is that it is like three for one you know what I mean yeah and that's why like that's why I mean, I probably shouldn't even say it on here because we'll probably get a thousand emails. But that's why our readings are so sought after is because you get three astrologers for the price of one. And mm-hmm. we are not open right now, but <laughs> if you email us, we'll add you to a list for sure. You can get on the very coveted wait list for our chart readings. And they're, you know what? Because they're good. They're also good. They're quality. You get three. It's, it is like, but- it's a treasure that lives for life it's own podcast about yourself this is actually a great promo to get people let's see those thousands of emails flood in baby i want to see that demand subscribe to our patreon because that's how you can actually get a reading because we do a drawing every cardinal season oh true and that's how you can actually get a reading when we're not open for readings because we do those even if we're not accepting readings so i would yes yeah i I mean you can win one we're not going to just give you one yeah yes exactly but yeah, I mean, all of those things are, yeah, things that take sustenance and, and support and that like, oh, man. I just like that the Capricorn episode has become a promo because Caps would appreciate that, respect that. Hey, look, we're starting off the new year, Cap season. We got to remind you where the fuck you are right now. <laughs> and you're, you know, we... We need you. We love you. But we also we need we need the love and support, too. So we're not too thirsty to ask for it. Well, pay us, pay us, kiss us, love us. Or also sharing. Sharing goes a long way. It's basically currency in this day and age. So if you don't have the bucks, share, share our asses, baby. Well, there is something very Capricorn to me. I was thinking of, you know, obviously there's the cliche Capricorn things. And that's not what we're here to talk about today. And so I was thinking about Capricorn um, as comedy, but also as um, like the the sacred duty of being the one that goes first and how how that's uh, like can be, I don't know that there's like, there's, so little room at the top, that idea of Capricorn and how most people are talking about that as being like, oh, your achievement. But it also is that thing of like, someone has to um, like be the one to suggest that we all go this way or something like that. Like notice that people are kind of not knowing where to go. And so someone needs to take the lead and um, just like physically do something. And I think that that Cardinal Earth um, is that kind of like brave person that's like okay the line starts here like go there but they're the only only one person can kind of do that and that how that is a lot of like um energy and that's that's like empowering and it's also kind of like lonely and kind of um like there's nobody 
there's nobody around you to kind can of be like isolating. You. Yeah. You don't have anybody to lean on ever. And, and your, your okayness is responsible for this whole thing and how that can feel so terrifying too, and kind of what that creates. And I think that's sometimes, um, not like where comedy comes from, but I think there's something that, uh, makes Capricorn really prone to comedy because of that. Um, the absurdity of being the one person holding it together and knowing that all that all the one thing standing between it all staying up or coming apart is like one person that that's absurd. Well, I'm going to mention a polarizing, I think, uh, figure, but one very prominent Capricorn comedian that I think definitely embodies a lot of these traits, but also there is a, a level of like, I don't know, I'll just say first and then I can dig in, but Anthony Jeselnik, I think is like a very clear, um, obvious Capricorn style comedian where it's dark, but it, it definitely, you definitely didn't see it coming, but also like this thing, which I think other comedians have now adopted, which we all hate, but he, I think kind of crystallized it of being like, if you didn't laugh at that, you're stupid. Like, which he, he will say on stage after a joke. Um, or like, if you're, if you're not laughing, it's because of this. And I think that now has become such a tired, like comedian gets mad at audience for not liking joke where with Jesselnik, he has the structure to back it up in a very Capricorn way. And I think that it's so interesting to watch people try to mock something like that or, or create, not mock it, but like, uh, Repeated swagger, yeah. swagger Jack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or influenced by or whatever. It doesn't have yeah. to be like what direct they... whatever. But what they lack is that he knows exactly he can track back exactly where the joke came from. He can tell you exactly where I said this about my mother, and I said this, and that's why, like, you're dumb if you're not laughing. Um, very interesting, very structural, very like quick to the point. Um a lot of the Capricorn comedians, I do feel like they have maybe too much confidence, but um, that's definitely like a through line, I think. And when you watch a Capricorn on stage, it's like, wow, you're you really think a lot of yourself, which that's great. Not a lot of people can do that. I'm so not surprised Anthony Jeselnik is a Capricorn. I didn't know that before you just brought it up and I've heard his podcast like Pabs loves his podcast and I hear it in passing and and now I'm just like, oh my, like the takes are just so Capricorn-y. It's just so like matter of fact. And I think Capricorn, when it does get that, all that career and this and what you're saying of this like confidence is authority. Capricorn and what Julia said too, Capricorn can lead in that authority position, even if they aren't the authority. Like it's like people almost look to them for that. Like, you know what the fuck you're talking about, even if maybe they don't, but they're if they're a smart Capricorn, they'll get all Saturn about it and back it up with the recipe, the structure, tracing it back, well, showing showing the work. I think ultimately, though, it is. I like this, too, because it's first of all, that makes yes yeah, so much sense, Capricorn, because I think he also does the like. A lot of people try to bite that thing that you're talking about where he goes like oh if you don't laugh at that you're stupid but he means it and so he never like loses he never 
loses his shit on the internet. He never gets, he never talks about cancel culture as a thing. He never does whatever because he is in on his own joke all the time. Like, whereas other people are doing it as like a defense and his is like, no, this is all absurd, you know, whatever. So it just is structurally sound for him in that Saturnian Capricorn way. But I think um, there is also something to be said of like, uh, authority also just comes from going like, no, someone, sometimes people go like, no. And then they go, okay, yes. And then they do it or whatever. And Capricorn energy, I think is that one that goes like, no, we said we weren't doing that. So we're not doing it. And that's the only way you like it. I don't know. There's something in that. Again, it's just like, it's just a person standing and say, like saying, no, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to change direction on this. I'm going to stay exactly where I am. And what does that do? And how now do we see that person? How do we now feel about ourselves and what, like, I don't know. I think, I think other Capricorn comedians can put maybe into perspective too. Hannah Gatsby, um, you know, I think whatever you think about her comedy, um, her second Netflix special definitely addressed some of the like hate and negativity that was pointed at her and again just very confident very like straightforward um and funny like good stuff um another one that I think is like maybe well Julia Louis-Dreyfus is a great example but another one that I think is maybe more of a wild card kind of Capricorn is Andy Kaufman um who notoriously like would read great Gatsby on stage or just like do stuff. But I do still think we see that um, the structure being like, I know what the rules are and I'm going to break them long form, Mm -hmm. not, not for a second, Mm -hmm. not break an expectation, but like that time and structure stuff of yeah I'm gonna do like the opposite of what everyone wants or expects kind of thing um and then Jim Carrey famously another Capricorn who played him glad oh yeah oh mm-hmm. I didn't because re- I, I didn't know Andy Kaufman was a Capricorn either but I knew Jim Carrey and I kept thinking about Jim Carrey and how many Capricorns are so funny and have that perception and because it's the real world too it's the real things you see in the real ways people set up rules for their lives too is something that is hilarious that we have these strict standards for ourselves and where does this come from and sometimes Capricorns can apply that too I was um not to like derail too much but the 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 seagoat god Enki from the Sumerian culture is the god of intelligence crafts magic and also mischief which is represents with Capricorn I think we think so much of Capricorn being the rule follower, but Capricorn, it is the no one to hold them, no one to fold them. You have to know the rules in order to break the rules sort of thing. So I think what you're saying with like Andy Kaufman or comedians and this is very, yeah, you can't just go out there and be a full blown clown. Like you're playing to the expectations, which is very Capricorn-y. Well, also Jim Carrey specifically just made me think of in my head again, this idea of like just being the one person willing to kind of step out and take a stand he famously 
became funny to like hold up his family life where he has one of those classic stories that so many comedians have that said, I figured out that if I could be funny, if I could just be funny enough and keep everybody laughing, then this would all stay together. And how that becomes this performance, this both worlds kind of thing becomes a thing that is to hold up structure in that Capricorn way. So it's not, again, like being rigid being only one thing although it can manifest that way there's also this way that it's like oh no i'm willing to um i don't know bend bend reality in some kind of way whatever that may be either either to be overly happy all of the time or to make people laugh but whatever like i am willing to put myself through something and to be in two states kind of in order to keep this up I think that two states thing too, we see with, um, you know, with it being the sea goat and the, yes. the idea that it can go in, in both. And I think we see it on this axis the most prolifically. Um, the crab also being able to leave the ocean. Um, so I think it's interesting to think about that too, um, where, you know, this is definitely more. I guess they'll say up down direction. The crab is more left right, um, but those similarities include, you know, deciding to move one way or one direction. So, I love that it's. I think it's important to think of it. We don't. I feel like we. I'm sure we've talked about this, but it's clear that we kind of usually end up going just goat and all of that. And I feel like the sea goat part of it gets gets slept on a bit i'm i'm totally guilty of it myself i have a capricorn moon and i never think of it as a sea goat moon i'm always like oh goat 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 uh and i think there is something about that like uh, capricorn two states of the thinking again about this comedy and that there is a certain kind of like joy that only comes from knowing pain I guess and that's again that's so corny and cliche and I don't mean it in a like making I don't know but only knowing you're at the top because you were just at the bottom and you can like see the view and you're like oh the way that you start at a hike at the bottom and then you get to the top and you look down and you're like oh my gosh I was there and now I'm here that's crazy like I can't believe I did that and not I don't mean you know what I mean that kind of pain like the that only comes from knowing that you st like what what this built to how how you got there and all of those sort of things and how that's there is joy in that but it's not without knowing what led to this and how that's that's a different kind of joy than someone that just uh like oh this a, a pretty thing that i saw and is on to the next moment and is flitting and is not making those connections like someone that's always carrying the weight of what came before uh again it's like it's a different kind of feeling I think. Does that make sense? I think they call that no pain, no gain. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it is. It's it's that determination. That's a, you know, drink, take a shot. That's like the words we hear with Capricorn. I think you reminding too of Jim Carrey's like, look, if I fucking go all in, I might see something for this. Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah. If I'm not wishy washy of saying like you suck for not liking me and and then be like, I'm just kidding. Love me. No, it's like you suck. Like it's committing to the bit well, to not we, to know to know that you have to like set that 
No one's going to like the in-between person. They want the best. <laughs> like God, I'm saying the caps, the earth caps coming out. They want, they want to see that, you know, what you're doing. I got really into the mythology part too. And, um, there was like Zeus, I guess, broke off one of the horns at Amalthea, which transformed from the cornucopia from the horn of plenty. So it said that basically all this is from starsignstyle.com that basically all their desires are within them and that they can create all infinite rewards from work, right? The 10,000 hour method, right? Like you just have to sometimes just do it. Some people are going to have that luckiness, Libras and Leos and Sagittarius, you know, like some people are going to maybe just have luck into some things. And then Capricorn can just put the, put their nose down and sometimes just, just fucking do it. Well, it is this thing. I think Jeselnik again, is such a good example of this, where I, I think at first people would go, is he for real? Does he mean this? Is this an act? But if you do it enough times and it keeps working, and you also behave in a way that is the same like and it keeps working and people are like well I believe them he does say if you don't like this you're stupid and he also means it he never got mad on the internet he never once did a whatever and now now you're a new like I don't know benchmark you're a new authority like you said I love that of the like just yeah it, but it, all it is is just repeating just committing to it, doing the same thing over and over again and letting the results speak for themselves. And then you don't have to do a thing, but it is still just this, like, you have to be willing to be out there when people think, uh, like your opinion only changes with time. So you have to be willing to have the opinion change and let that be again, like at first that seemed like a bad idea, like you were wasting time, but you had the, the, the long view and you knew at a certain point you were going to get up to the top. So it didn't matter, even though it felt like you were walking uphill and it was taking so long and you couldn't feel, you couldn't, it felt like you were walking in place. You were actually making st strides. You just have to be willing to feel that feeling of, oh my God, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not whatever, because that's what comes from uh, repeating something over and over and over again is that you be like the, the, the motions of it become rote. So you can go through all of these other things and you have to be willing to weather that to get to that top thing. I'll say it for the people who don't like him with that beard. He looks like a goat. He does. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, now I found out Bradley Cooper today was a Capricorn and now I'm see I'm like seeing some like visual cap traits as well, where it's just like, it's like, I don't know why it's like, I, tr it's like, I, I trust this man. Like, I think the caps like get that instant trust. And just to come back to the comedy of it all, this was a, a really brilliant note I wrote down in my in my musings on Capricorns. Capricorns are cool is a note I wrote down. They just are. She, she, there's like a chicness, I think, that Capricorns can really tap into. Kate Moss, famous Capricorn. I think there's something about time, right? Where if you go to what's timeless, you know, we can't stop talking about the Von Dutch dock, right? Like, look, a white T-shirt and blue jeans is forever. It is a timeless thing. And I think Capricorns tend to go to what is just going to kind of always work. Not that they don't take those risks. We just talked all about that. But in a style sense, with that earthiness, um, I do think that they know how to, like, kind of put themselves together in a way that it just kind of... Uh, doesn't usually go out of style. And if you're a poorly dressed Capricorn, I'm sorry, that is on you. Uh, step your step your game up. There's a lot of cool caps out here dressing, dressing smart and sharp. 
Well, they're very collected. And I think that that's another thing that takes time. And I think mm. as a tourist, for me, I'm, I, I, I like aesthetic and fashion and all those things. I like to get dressed. I like to, you know, try on a few things and see what works at home. But I am kind of always rushing out the door to make sure I'm on time where I feel like a Capricorn is more like, look, I'm not sure if I have a time to try on four things and I'd rather not look like I'm getting here in a rush. I'd rather be like collected and like ready and all of those things. So I'll just try on the one thing or like grab my thing that I know works and do that and, and embody the coolness, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. No rushing on the, on the, that like Taurus cap comparison and just like hits. I used to live with the Capricorn and it that like me clothes on the floor, trying everything, wanting to look good. Okay. Rushed out sweating where she's like my denim jacket, my black jeans, like works every time, <laughs> like works every fucking time. And maybe if I had more time, I'll, ex I'll experiment, but yeah, it's, it's that earth. Now I'm curious how Virgo gets ready, but it's, it is like, like, that difference in that earth. And I love a cardinal earth. I love, I mean, I love cardinal. I love all the signs, but I love cardinal earth is like setting that plan to action and that sort of like know thyself. And like, I've done this before. I know what's how this functions. Let's just keep it moving. I love that you're like, they don't want to look rushed because I'm like, oh, that is so, it's so goddamn true. Well, it's like the, uh, you'll never regret doing something right or like the mm -hmm. right way or whatever. Like at least there are so few things again that you can control if you can do it that like, if you did it right, that's the best you can do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like the I, don't do, you're never gonna, you could get away with doing a rush job, but you might not. And so do the thing you can do right. Mm -hmm. I feel like I know so many Capricorns that have some sort of craft like they make their own kombucha or they sew or like they just do something very like earthy and tangible that like maybe replaces something that they might like buy out in the waking world. Also, when I saw that Enki was also the rule of crafts, like as that, I was like, oh, like how cool, like crafts and creation and that sort of thing. Um, so also maybe if you're a Capricorn without a craft, it could be interesting to pick one up of like, I, I feel like they do crafts that aren't, for sale, which I think totally um, maybe explodes the whole meme culture of caps are only looking to make a buck and looking to do, you know, be industrious. Like they know, no. yes, that is not untrue. They do, you know, they, they're ambitious. They have goals, you know, they typically can end up in leadership positions, but I find when they do have something that is their kind of meditation or their something they just like that they just do, they just do it. I think it's investing in something that lasts and that isn't um, that that value doesn't change or that it's um, that's something that you can rely on, something that you can uh, that like is going to last more than one use or whatever. Like it's something or or something that reflects the the effort. You know what I mean? Like that is that is um, realistic. They don't you know, it's that sort of thing. And I think that that's kind of where it gets shorthand in our culture that that is money because that's, I think the kind of quickest math you can do of saying like, well, what is, what is like the results of work? 
that's like our capitalist kind of assessment. But I think also craft that isn't for sale is also like, that's a thing that you can dedicate the actual amount of time that it takes to make that like um, filigreed carving or whatever <laughs> like that. Like no one, no one would cost to uh, amount of labor that it's not it's not efficient or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, because it's an actual reflection of how much detail and time and, and uh, like persistence would go into that. And to ask someone to be like, to do that is not uh, like you, you have to pay them so much. Do you know what I mean? It probably didn't help that my Taurus ass was also constantly telling her that everything she did could be a business. I was like, oh, my God, you could sell these. Oh, my God, this is like I would buy that. <laughs> like I was like I was mainly pushing that like this could turn into um, a business operation. And she'd just be like, I got maybe one day like it's like it is almost like, oh, I am boiling all these pots. And maybe if I had to, it's almost like doomsday preppery. It's like if I had to, I guess I could, sh you know, shell these things out. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 also just time for yourself too. Like, it's just time that you can just time drink time. I also, the idiot's guide to astrology says that their public persona is close to their value, which I think it's not something I necessarily thought about, but it is just that they are kind of, they value authenticity. They are kind of presenting who they are, or what they want to be. So, um, you know, having a craft or making something, it might feel more complete or more, you know what I mean? It might already just feel like that because so many people are faking it till they make it or whatever. Um, the book also Ooh. gives a, a street joke, which I think the only other one it did, but it's the, it's similar, which is so funny. The only other one it did was I think Scorpio, but it's the same joke, but we'll, we'll do it really quick. I it's we'll go back and listen to the Scorpio episode. I think it's that one. How many Capricorns does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many, how many one, but it has to be her idea. <laughs> I like it. I like that they changed the gender from the yes. typical man uh, father association too. So mm -hmm. that was fun. Screwing in a light bulb is genderless. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is genderless, I guess, because neither one of us can do it. Um, this is just a, a shouting out something I like moment because you just maybe I just watched a video from this account called Fave TikToks 420 on Instagram. Highly recommend some of the best cringe content available on the net. But there was this girl who was like, that day, how being a micro influencer almost killed me. And she talked about how <laughs> <laughs> she was like unpacking like a like a photo umbrella, but the light bulb bursted. She's like, so I unpacked my photo umbrella and the light bulb bursted. And then I went and picked up sushi. And then the guy I FaceTimed told me that all the exploded light bulb juice on my hands could have poisoned me. So I went to the hospital to check out if I had mercury poisoning. And they just told me that I don't and that I'm delusional. Anyways, then I went to Italy and got it. And it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um, I feel like it's also if just maybe some ways to tie this in for the format, the performance, like that, do these people know there's a level of like awareness, but no, like 
it's just, it's high art. And like a lot of these TikToks on that account are specifically curated in a kind of like, no, these are almost like performance art things of our time. And they might, may or may not know this. And that's okay. Cause we're just here for the ride of this, this very bizarre land of TikTok. A lot of TikTok actors too, who like write these short stories and perform very close to the camera. It's very, just a high, highly recommended account. There, over here. there is something very Capricorn. And this is making me think Pluto Capricorn of, I never thought about this of kind of like the popularity of um, TikTok, uh, repeatable small forms of that being something that like the creator themselves could do often, like day in, day out, uh, like over and over and over again. Do you know what I mean? Of like that being very Capricorn structural to me of like, what can you do? What can you do forever instead of like, oh, this is, I want to do this and I want to be able to change formats and I want to do this. I think there, there is a, a like a generation. I would have to think about like what the Plutos are, but there is a, a generation that wanted to be able to kind of do whatever you want. You had like singer actor EGOT kind of energy where people <laughs> like want to be able to do whatever. And now it's like, no, people want to be able to like, uh, yes, do whatever, but also like as much as they want, as often as they want. And for like, whether or not they're in a thing or not. Mm -hmm. like, well, you could argue that Pluto Capricorn has inspired this just because like the birth of TikTok is probably in, in or around Pluto Capricorn yeah. time. And because we're in it now that people think like having a direction and a way to go, that might be a cultural shift that's happening mm -hmm. um, where, you know, maybe the Pluto sad stuff was a little more of the EGOT energy you're talking about. Um, and obviously people with those planets natally would feel one way or another. Maybe um, we could, we could make conjecture on that. I guess what I was thinking of of you saying, Lisa, about the Capricorns, um, like living their mo their value too. I think that made me think of um, TikTok and and the internet being a place where people also get to kind of do the thing that they like the most in the most kind of like niche way, over and over and over again. And if you pick a thing that you like to do over and over and over again, it is like the the um, like quality of life to, to output kind of ratio is the best. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you really like, like there's, well, there's just something for everyone. And if you just do it, someone might be interested in it. Like, like home inspector TikTok is fascinating. Like, and it's like, I never thought I'd be interested in anything like that, but I will watch someone rip apart these walls and find rats and like, and, and do whatever they do. And I'm just, just to come back to our our show i can't remember if it was one of you two or doing like a light how to make a podcast <laughs> research whenever we launch but i remember something said like no matter what you do just put out consistent episodes and that was like that was like the only like advice it was like have make sure your people know know when you post that it's like the same if you ideally at the same time like no mistakes and i was just like ah like all right that seems like a simple enough instruction and at the even if it's a sh like yo i only got time for a short episode we typically uh, don't go short over here but <laughs> or a super a super long one was just like just know what it's like know where to show up 
right? And that's, I think, also very careful. Like, no t- time, place, channel. Tell me where to be. And oh, look, they're there again. Perfect. There's something very, um, like, working class to me, too, thinking about uh, Capricorn and Pluto Capricorn specifically of that being like, yeah, where do you like, but where do you show up? Like there, and I think that's a very like, uh, very much the conversation that we're having now about a lot of things in terms of power and all of that is like, but what are like, what do you actually spend your money on? Where have resources gone? What have, what structures have you supported? It doesn't matter what you said. It doesn't matter how you felt. It doesn't matter what you believed. What did you actually materially, um, continue habitually support and those are the things that are kind of up for review i think in in a lot of in a lot of different ways like for our 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 systems of power and kind of a, an ability to evaluate things coming from a real um desire to know what like how these structures have been able to persist because they don't mm-hmm. it doesn't all of the pro, like all of these things that we're talking about are not things that happen overnight are not these are things that have been able to to build and and stay strong. And that's what we're interested in. And just to give you some official dates on the Pluto cap that went into sign of Pluto in 2008, November 2008, um, you know, we famously and about to be in the U.S. Pluto return then moving into Pluto and Aquarius, I think, full blownly in like 2024. But some other keywords, because I just quickly checked the dates. It's from some article, you know, like first result article, but it was also talking about Capricorn being those signs of tradition and legacy, which is also just some other fun keywords to throw out there, not to one to one it to the 10th house, which, you know, you can or you can't, but being that sort of seen highest point um, or, you know, being asked to be seen sort of stuff kind of does go with Capricorn. I feel like it does get this rap of like, like shy or like not in the spotlight which i like i'm i'm this conversation's like realizing like no like i don't think that that's that at all or i don't know about shy but you know what i mean like i feel like it doesn't get that leo spotlight sort of stuff that we see maybe in like other signs i don't think they're loud i think you Mm -hmm. know i mean they, they can be loud but i just i don't think they're like pick me like they right. just want to be it's not desperate for the reason yeah and mm-hmm. I also think it's interesting this is something I want to start doing now more on our episodes sorry we're towards the end of the zodiac but it just happened in my life <laughs> I found that um the word health in which we associate usually with sixth house in Virgo um when you look at the etymology of it it derives from wholeness which is very interesting to me because I think we think of Virgos as those like who want the complete card deck to like everything organized or together or whatever, like, you know what I mean? We think of that. So I looked up at the, when you said tradition, I looked up the etymology and it's very interesting. Um, it says it comes from two, either French or Latin um, to from French deliver betray. I think deliver probably works more in this case uh Capricorn definitely is someone you count on to to come through they they follow through on everything that they do for the most part uh or or they will follow through on a promise I should say and then from Latin it's uh 
Transdare, which is across give, which again, interesting thinking about, you know, going, having goals and like crossing finish lines and all that stuff. And, and to give, we think of, or I do think of like fatherhood, which is also often associated with Capricorn. This is the give sign instead of the nurture, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's the, that when you just said that of like health, I think when we think of like Virgo health or even sixth, like sixth house health, we're thinking of like healing or um, sickness or something like that. But health is that like things that you do day in, day out, like the when you don't your normal stuff, your normal routines, maintenance, like, yeah, your maintenance stuff that is like actual health or like there's that kind of health that goes un uncelebrated because it isn't the kind where we go it was a mirror like I did this thing and this thing happened it's so hard to measure results of maintenance stuff because it's not to get results it's to keep it the same do you know what I mean and how yeah. that mm-hmm. is like that's not oh like that that feeling of like yeah of course of course you noticed when the thing did it you didn't notice when nothing happened and that feeling right aspirated and and thankless and like well I think health and I think we've all seen in in the last few years which is under the context how it came up the etymology and all this stuff that health is a shared resource it is not it is it is public it is not um, it's not something that we individualize it, but it isn't necessarily health is something that sickness and stuff happens when, you know, we're transmitting diseases and stuff. And also I think a lot of the triggers in the American healthcare system happen because it is about feeling whole. A lot of times when we're not mentally healthy, we feel like we are not enough or we're not a part of ourselves, or, you know, we get those different types of, you know, there's different disorders. I don't need to explain them to you, but it, it can be really hard on us because it feels like we're not whole. It's same when, you know, I know as my mom's a breast cancer survivor, like that can make you really feel like you're not your gender identity changes. Your there's so many different parts of health that can make you feel like you're not a whole person. Um, and that, and it is a collective thing. It's not, we, we have parks and stuff like that for health, for people to be able to go walk around and get fresh air and those kind of things. Um, anyway, that's how that, that had come up, which I do think is important too, in, mm-hmm. in discussing those, those kind yes. of feelings that come up in maintenance and stuff, because it is a thing where we've talked about it over and over the last two years, but it's protecting your neighbor and your whatever. And the person at the nail salon, you know, you know what I mean? Well, there's mm-hmm. something to me that I hadn't thought about that feels so when you just said that about parks, about going outside and this like reminder that like, it's okay to care about, forgive me, like boring days, normal days, all of these, like, how do we make most of our normal days, the best that they can be, because that's what most days are going to be. And we, so many fights are like, I want to be allowed to have the best, biggest day that I want. And if you deny me the right to have the biggest, best filled with whatever I want kind of day, then fuck you. And on the other end, it's like, do you know that people sometimes have the fucking worst days of their lives? And we need to make sure that nobody has the worst day whatever, instead of thinking of it, like, how do we make sure most days are the best they can be? And it ends up being these things of like, 
make sure there's a space where someone like very structured, like the way you would take care of pets or whatever, where it's like, make sure that they get some fresh air and exercise. And then you make sure that they have like a nice place where they can be chilling out because a lot of their day, a lot of the day they're just chilling out, you know? Mm -hmm. So let's make sure that they're comfortable. They have something to kind of entertain them when they want to, and then somewhere to rest when they need to. And like, everybody fucking loves dogs. Like that's what, like that's dog is very dog energy is very Pluto Capricorn to me. Does that make sense? Well, we're lucky. I think I talked about this with my therapist once. It's like, when I'm like, I, when she's like, how are you? And it's like, I'm neutral. And she's like, neutral can be great. And I was like, neutral can really be great. And what you're seeing too, Lisa, this, these access to things that, um, aren't always available to a lot of people, especially in brown and black neighborhoods, don't get access to grocery stores, access to parks, uh, clean air even. So, um, no, like having those things, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking of the Pluto Capricorn word. Cause there was also governance is, is rooted with that Capricorn stuff too, of like, yeah, everyone is very cap. It's like, there should be a grocery store every mile or like, yeah. there should be a, a, this many feet of green space every we, so many blocks or whatever it is uh, urban planning feels very <laughs> like a capricorn well yes because it is this thing i think this middle ground of saying sure it's it's unrealistic to say that it's our responsibility to remove all suffering from someone at all time like to make sure there's never suffering that's unrealistic but to allow for basic stuff like that. That is like a suffering. That's an unconscionable, unallowable. We cannot call ourselves a, a, like a functional nation and have such drastic differences between what someone's basic day is. We cannot have like, that is not, um, sustainable or like a sign of a good structure by any means that is a sign of a terrible structure that obviously has huge gaping fucking holes in it if there are allowed to be huge gaping fucking holes between people's normal days that's what what is that but a huge hole do you know what i mean how can you say that that is a what do you want what do you not want in your structures fucking huge holes I'm just thinking of how out of context I could cut this, Julia, of like <laughs> huge gaping holes. And um, for any ed- editors out there who like to have a little fun, just do um, it. What am- my huge gaping hole? <laughs> I don't mean to make a joke of what you just no, said because it's all, it's all, it's all correct and true. Okay, where the fuck is Capricorn in y'all's charts? We got a little teaser of Julia's Cap Moon, and if you've listened to this podcast, you, you know. know, you you when you know, you know. But where's you know. the Cap at? How we're feeling about our cap cap spots. You know, I'm feel I'm feeling very tender towards my cap spots right now, talking about this and thinking about this and um expressing some some I don't know. I feel like that's fun stuff. I don't know. It's hard to tell because I feel like Capricorn stuff again is kind of not not the funnest. I have it in my fourth house. Uh Neptune and my moon uh all can are all. I mean, moon wide, but they're all conjunct my IC. Um, I also have Ceres there conjunct my moon. And I, I like kind of that, like domesticity stuff, not, not in the, in the way that you like repeat it and it's sacred. And it's, um, it's a thing that you like 
I don't know, like a monastery, like spirituality wise, not, not, um, does that make sense? Like the, the thing of like, just dedicating yourself to a thing that isn't going to be, um, nice all of the time, but you do, but you're committed to, to doing your best to make it as nice as possible every day on a really small and, and, um, like measurable scale. I have those three, the cap trap, if you will. Um, they're in my eighth house. And I do have Uranus at zero degrees, which is interesting to me. Um, and probably no one else. <laughs> um, but I I don't I'm just having a tough time with Earth right now. And it's rooted in, I'm sure, a lot of what's happening with the Pluto return of the US. Also, just I have so much of it in my chart that it feels to bog me down some. I'm I'm very grateful for the cardinal energy and I, I I like Capricorn most of the time I don't feel this way but right now I'm just in a God I'm sick of Earth and not Mother Earth just the energy of grounding and being there for people and you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah, is there? I'm just curious, Lisa. Is there an element that's been feeling like that's been drawing you in this maybe like not rejection of earth but like i'm yeah is there another element that's like um been more present for you anything else but always always fire just because i have none i'm always like oh let's look so and also like i don't know i think i heard someone say like sag season to be careful about like you know having open flames in your house and stuff because stuff can catch I don't remember where I heard that. And then it freaked me out. So I kind of stopped lighting candles. So I started again in the last couple of days just because I was like, I missed this. And I think that's really helping. So oh, I love it. Also a member of the cap trap generation. Uh, I have it in my sixth house. Uh, speaking of the sixth house stuff we've been talking about. And I don't know. That's always been a fun little cluster. It's try like it's pretty much Saturn and Neptune are like perfectly trying like my my son and also by degree try my Venus. So like I feel very like earth energized. Um not by choice, <laughs> just by 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 the celestial beings at hand. But this it's always interesting with the sixth house because you see that health stuff and it's freaky and you're like, uh, but I do think of it as that routine and maintenance and God, I love structure and I hate it at the same time. It's that Uranus, Neptune, Saturn, like dissolvement of rules leading into the rules. I'll like be super on and discipline and then I'll like run away for two weeks and then real like I'm just like always grass greening basically like I like when I have no rules and I'm free and I do this and I'm like actually I need a schedule (laughs) so like I'm just kind of giving myself that's what that's what's helped with astrology it's like giving me some slack of like yeah you're gonna probably like a little bit of rigidness and then followed by some wild assness and good luck (laughs) have fun I think it's I just was thinking of this of like what that again, in this, the thing that Lisa said about putting the most important thing out there, I think there is, um, like where Capricorn is in your chart is maybe not, not necessarily the most important thing, but the thing that is going to be the best place to find something to structure your life around, if that makes sense, or to structure routines around to build around. This is a thing that is consistent. That is going to like, uh, 
that's going to require you to, to have maintenance of it, which maintenance inherently means there's going to be fluctuation and there's going to be highs and lows and, and all of that. But it's like, what's a thing that you can kind of consistently, uh, that you need to consistently maintain in order to like keep the show going. Uh, and I think for some people that will be, you know, wherever, wherever that is, if we are looking for, um, I think maybe something to structure around, I don't know. Does that make sense? Like the center around. Yeah. I think now looking at, you know, my chart with slightly fresh eyes through this Capricorn episode, thinking of this trininess to like my 11th houseness is like, all right, I just love future. But like it's all towards the future. Like it's it's typically all towards friends, fun, goals, plan. Like it it's it's that obvious capness of that ambition future, but applying it to that eleventh house mm-hmm. Venusy sun sort of place. And um, and it is like if you want to do a thing that's fun, you gotta do a thing that's boring on a day because you gotta like work up to the fun or whatever. Or like you gotta you gotta get the day off. Yeah, so you I gotta did, work. You gotta bank. Day. Yes, and that's that to me is very like the day sixth off. house eleventh house or like then or you gotta find a job that lets you have a bunch of a bunch of chunks yeah. in the day or whatever. So you can kind of do you never have to work too long without doing something fun because you could do something fun every day, but it does still require a discipline to decide about how you're gonna how you're gonna schedule your days. And, and you know, what like, is the first thing that ever maybe gave me discipline in my entire life. This podcast, I'm not even kidding. Like it came literally in like Saturn returnee time for me. I was just a, like, I mean, I don't know how I done everything up until the years 27 until like Saturn return time, 2017, 20, 2018. Um, just a lot of winging it and a lot like, and just, and hoping things sticks, which I think is also like your early twenties to, <laughs> to a certain degree, but like, oh my God, like I, I, w- I was like a teenager. Like I slept to like two, like if left to like, if left to my own, like I never could, I don't know, like thinking of those like kind of cap things. Well, it's like, well, if you want this, you have to go to bed earlier or you have, yeah. it's, it's just like, I, I know it sucks, but I don't make the rules. And that's like literally just the thing. If you want to get up and hike before it gets hot out, you have to wake up at a fucking early time. Well, I don't I, make the rules. This is just how shit works. It is that like, wouldn't it be lovely if it were different, but it's not. So you can pretend mm-hmm. like it's different and you can, you know, get sunburned or you get whatever. It's those things of like, yeah, but it's also not, it's going to be the temperature it's going to be. So you do, you have to like nature's not going to change for you. You have to adjust yourself to this and, mm-hmm. and that like, yeah. Well, I hate to say this and I'm not your therapist, but when you're smart, which you are, and you have some support and you're a good communicator, it's really easy to get by without a lot of structure because you, you remember stuff you're good at, you know, you can do this and you don't need a calendar. And, you know, it's like part of being a waitress or whatever is like, yeah, no, I can remember your order. And you do forget sometimes it's nice to have the structure there to, just write it down on the notepad or whatever. You know what I mean? And so I think it is just, just a reminder to you too. Like you can always, you have all, now that you have the discipline, you can let go of it sometimes and do, you know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. you do have your brain and your, your, you're charming and you're a good communicator and you're funny and smart. And it's like, yeah, you can get by, you can coast, you can, you can be on cruise control sometimes too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Or you mm-hmm. can, yes, you can. Uh, yeah, I love that. What do you want to, what do you want to hold on to so you can, because you are going to have to let go, like, yeah. And maybe it's the Cap Venus-ness of the season too, but I've just had, just this happened to too many friends recently of just sometimes throw out the highest figure and sometimes people just say yes. Like it can be absolutely shocking like don't undersell yourself like if it costs this it costs this and then factor in maybe getting some like compensation for it like i'm I'm thinking i'm talking in a very like business sort of sense obviously because it apply this to whatever but if it costs to ask for 10 if it or i I don't know like it's just it's just that's how make it fair don't be a ripoff like but you don't need to like just skirt by you can thrive you can get the most I think it's just about being honest about what we actually need I think so many people Mm. have been willing to say you know obviously there's you know negotiating and things like that but I think I've just been thinking about this my cat moon you know coming up I've been I think I am one who is often able to say, oh, I can do a thing when I can't do a thing or when I know it cuts into my time, when I know um, I'm doing like I I will always say yes to do someone else's job or whatever. But I know that that's like not you're doing two people's jobs. It's too much time. You don't have double time. Everybody has the same amount of time in the day. And so if you like if you're cutting into the time if you're getting paid for this many hours, but it takes you this many hours to do the job, say how many times, because it's not like the, I think we, we are doing, does that make sense? What I'm saying? I'm like, I feel like I've said, well, there's just, there's real limitations on what can be done in a certain amount of time with a certain amount of people at a certain amount in a certain budget. And sometimes you hear things. It's like, well, if you're going to give me this much for this, you're going to get this. I can't give you the world. If you're not, if you're not compensating and whatever that looks like fairly. And I think so many people, this is why we're having all of these MLM documentaries and cult things and all this is that there are so many people (laughs) that promise people that things are going to be more than they are. And so we're disappointed when, when we don't reach this thing that was promised to us, because that thing was never attainable in the first place. That was all a thing like the whatever. And so I think there is something about not necessarily even the literal amount of times, but like, what is, what doesn't um, hurt your body and your health? What doesn't make you feel, what gives you time to do something that also like this, take a walk in the park. What's a job that lets you, that you don't feel like you have to uh, like, I don't know. Sacrifice who you are. (laughs) Remove your, yeah. Lose your basic human decency and health and all of that. And again, I've, this is just something we've said so much is that there are so many people that are letting, (laughs) that are uh, watching those practices and being like, Oh, that's fine. Someone isn't being hurt by this or whatever. When we get our, you know, (laughs) like, I don't know, all of these capitalist things of like, yeah, when you get packages in two hours or whatever, like, do you think that that's someone like a reasonable expectation and that that's like a thing that someone is not uh, like moving too fast or, or employing things that have to do like so much work goes into that to do that thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like when Ubers came out and they were $3, yeah. like this just doesn't make yes, any sense. Absolutely. <laughs> like this, like I, there's, I know someone's taking a cut and there's no way this person driving me is getting a dollar fifty plus the tip. Yes. 
I think too with this Venus and Capricorn time, it's it's gonna be a long haul. And I think remembering, you know, it's value and rules. So let's try to value our rules and and at least accept what the rules are. I, I was talking to someone recently who thinks that um wearing a mask on a plane takes away their freedom or whatever. And I was like, oh, that, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Paying three hundred dollars for a ticket doesn't take away your freedom, but it, the mask does. Okay, um, and that's kind of how I presented it. Um, but it, it just, I think, to be, it's we have to just be reminded that there are rules. You're welcome to break them. You will pay consequences. And this is a time to, you know, em- embrace what rules you can, even if it's just, even if you know you're having a hard time with. Obviously, there are structures that are harming people. I'm not saying that. If you're having a hard time with those things, what are the rules that comfort you in your home? Which rules do we value? What, when, when you know, my boyfriend and I watch TV, my fiance, excuse me, watch TV. Um, <laughs> we like to turn the lights down to a certain degree. You know, that's that's something that really comforts me when we're doing. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be a, a law to be a rule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's the thing yeah what are the things I, I, I yes I love this as like what what do you actually need what do you want to make sure or, or what do you want to make sure you have what do you like uh and I think that that is the like you said can be a dimmed light it can be a thing but that's a thing that will require you to actually dim the lights and not and not be like oh I wish this was different I wish this was whatever it's like the you need the dimmer. You need the lights. You need the structure for it. God, I need a dimmer on every switch. Sorry, just making me think of how much dimmers and, rock. <laughs> and you deserve to have, I think that just that of like, you deserve to have one thing uh, that you have deserved to have something you can count on or that you can reliably get. You can get it delivered so much... very quickly. <laughs> yes. But I mean, there's like this, this idea of like, there are things that uh, there's so much that you can't count on. So figure out a thing that you can count on and do that thing because you'll, you will not regret it. You'll be so happy when you need it and you have it. And there is like, when there isn't anything else and you've had a bad day, but you, you, the one thing that you've made a routine is that you always get like the right kind of coffee that you like or something like that. That's going to be a, a shelter, a respite from the shit day that at least you got that thing right or whatever. Like you got one thing that day that you, you needed and that can be enough to keep you going to the next fucking day. And that isn't that all we can ask for is to go like, uh, you know, be to feel compelled that life is worth living and, and showing up for even when it's shitty. Mm -hmm. There's always tomorrow. Yeah. Very corn, yes. very cheap, but it's true. But it's true. And I feel like an astrologer person. I can't. Sorry if they tweeted this. Tweeted like if this, if the five dollar back to the coffee references, right? If the five dollar, six dollar, seven dollar coffee got you out of bed today, then it wasn't, you know, then yeah. it wasn't a waste. <laughs> like you know, then like you, if it's, if it made then, you happy, it wasn't a fucking waste. Then it costs seven dollars, like for your life. Like that's a bargain. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, if it made you motivated to get up and maybe do something for yourself, good for you. Go into debt for that, you know. Absolutely, absolutely worth it. Swipe it. Charge me. (laughs) I love it. Capricorns. I love Capricorns. 
you rule. You're funny. Thank you for holding it up and holding it together and uh, doing the things that a lot of people don't necessarily want to do because someone has to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. And thank you for for being that someone a lot. That's a a uh, lonely and thankless uh, job to kind of keep things going and keep things consistent and keep things running. Um, and uh, we we often don't appreciate you until you're not running. And uh, for that, we we are eternally grateful. I mean, eternally sorry. And we'll be probably still repeating that pattern. But we we see you. We love you. You rule. We couldn't mm-hmm. do it without you. Keep doing what you're doing. We Peace love out. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your